Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where two lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother, the mercurial Matthew Henry. How you doing, Matthew? Oh, I'm 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 just peachy keen, thank you. Uh just, you know, it's peachy, been one of those weekends. Keen. It's been a weekend. I uh I have driven over 1200 miles in the last 3 days and uh, seen three different college campuses. Uh, been to Santa Monica Pier, uh, did a whole lot of stuff just, just yesterday. And now I'm yeah. back in my closet trying to like live the normal life again. <laughs> live the normal life. You're back in the closet. That's right. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, you did send me a picture of yourself in front of a Dodgers, what do they call it? Clubhouse? Outhouse? Yeah, yeah Dodgers like Clubhouse, I think is what they called it. Yeah. I happen to be you in sure Santa Monica. You sure it's not the outhouse? You sure it's not it, the outhouse? You know, it should be. It should, it should be, be. Yeah. and yeah. uh yeah so I, I took a little selfie of myself in front of there with my little like you know kind of like not impressed face my michaela maroney not impressed oh, face yeah shout yeah, out to yeah. you know that that time yeah. uh yeah. yeah well so my my son you know got into a number of la area colleges and uh, i'm sorry yeah i know i know i know I'm, I'm a little worried by sending him down into enemy territory but i think i've done my job i think that he knows that he can't root for the dodgers and uh right uh yeah Good. so he went around and looked at some we went around and looked at all the colleges and uh shout out to occidental i think uh the kid's gonna be an oxy tiger uh but uh, you know i've been known to be wrong teenagers change their minds all the time and he hasn't he hasn't made anything official but it seemed like that's where he was leaning after our visit. Well, you've so. already announced it to hundreds of people, Matthew. So, you it's, know, yeah. he's locked in. No, he's yeah. Well, I'm, I, I, I use the uh, the caveat there as a way out because I'm just telling you <laughs> that teenagers <laughs> are unpredictable. They're mercurial. Right. And, They're mercurial. and right. so I, I don't know what he's going to do. But it seemed like Occidental mm-hmm. was the choice. And I'll be honest, if it was me, I would have Occidental would have been my choice. I want to go there now. Uh, right. but uh, but I'm not him and he's very um, a mercurial teen and so we will see but that's you know that's, that's right. what I did I, I drove down there on Friday we did all the colleges we drove back uh, in time for Easter dinner uh, which ended up being takeout and uh, you know, that's kind of what, what we did so now that's I'm right. here with you today today is Easter uh, it is. as we record this podcast happy happy Easter to those of you who celebrate um uh all right yes well you are mercurial just like the Giants offense uh it's either seven home runs and 13 runs and or it's uh it's it's 13 Ten strikeouts. strikeouts and yeah well actually I'm being generous I'm not being generous enough huh 15 strikeouts yeah, 15 strikeouts that's right that's right although I think the strikeouts come whether they're hitting home runs or not uh, yeah. that just seems to be the way this year hey but I before we get into all of that, before we talk about the strikeouts and the craziness going on at the catcher position and our our second impressions, I have a question for you. Okay. Should I dye my gray beard or just shave it off? Oh, God, don't dye it. <laughs> 
Okay, so shaving it off. Shaving uh, it off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if, right. if it's bothering yeah. you, the gray in your hair, and I'll be honest, you got a lot of salt and very little pepper going on right I there. Uh, I I would just shave it off, dude, because because you dye it and it's just it looks stark black like it's just and you don't have stark black and i think you'll just it'll you'll look like one of those old guys that are trying too hard man so just just shave it off okay okay what do you think gabe kapler uses in his beard well he's right? i mean he's got hundreds of dollars uh, or thousands you know millions oh, of dollars really but i, see. I think oh, he spends I see. a lot of money on 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 looking that good and and i guess yeah. you could go that route if you want i mean your kids don't you know don't need an inheritance <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, that is an interesting thing because I definitely have the beard here to hide my double chin. So it's like, do I look old or do I look fat? Double chin. <laughs> hey, hey. Like well, we don't, hey. we don't, we don't say, we don't say hateful words like that on this show. But Matthew. you know, there's nothing wrong with being fat. I mean, just own it, man. Just like you know, that's who okay. you are. Okay. But so what you're saying is there is something wrong with looking old. <laughs> All right, you got me. Okay, yeah. yeah. Anyway, today is Easter Sunday, <laughs> April 9th, as we record this podcast. The Giants went three and three this week, and that simultaneously feels like a gift and also like a big miss. Uh, I guess two, two, two crazy games will do that to you. Um, they look pretty good in Chicago. Uh, where they went two and one, um, hit a ton of home runs. Man, I, I kind of wish they could play a lot of their games there, but <laughs> uh, but no, but they went two and two and one against the Chicago White Sox, um, and uh, let's see, they they didn't do much against the White Sox ace Dylan Cease, and uh, and and Logan Webb took his second loss of the year there, unfortunately, and and did not look as good as he did in in game one of the season. Uh, and then they went two and one against Matt Duffy's Kansas City Royals. Uh, uh, they definitely should have won on Saturday. Um, but Ross Stripling had some different ideas. Uh, Camilo had something to do with that too. But you know, I I yeah, I don't we love Camilo, I don't allow, We don't know Ross Stripling, right. so Ross Stripling that's gets right. the blame. <laughs> that's right. I've named two cocktails after Camilo. Uh, you know, so so far so far, if I was to name a, a cocktail after Ross Stripling, it would be called Hot Trash. And uh, and I don't think anybody wants to drink hot trash. Ooh, though, that does sound like an interesting idea. Hang on, take a note. A hot trash cocktail. Oh, thank you. Hey, Bob, write that down. I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you say that a lot. Uh, yeah, so now they are four and five on the season. Uh, I believe they are half a game out of first place. No, they're a game out of first place behind... What's that team called in Arizona? The Diamondbacks. Evan Longoria's Diamondbacks, who are negative three run differential, but are in first place. It's because they got Bumgarner too. You know, they got you know they're, they're riding the. <laughs> that's true. That's the true. Giants. That's true. The the the, the giant the giant the retreads. Vibe. They got good vibes, Ben. <laughs> they do. They have good giant vibes over there. Uh, so they are in first place, and the Giants are in. Um, uh, well, I guess they're tied. What is it? Oh, no. Fourth? No. Nope. Fourth place? They're in there. No, they're, yeah, they're tied for fourth place with the Rockies. No, they're half a game ahead of the Rockies. Um, I misspoke. Uh, the, the Padres are tied with the Diamondbacks. So it's the Padres and the Diamondbacks in first place. Um, the Diamondbacks have a negative three run differential and the Padres have a plus eight run differential. 
Um, the uh, that team in LA has a plus sixteen run differential and is five and five. So I bet their fans are all excited and happy about how <laughs> things are going so far. So far, their regular season is just as fun as their off season was. <laughs> oh, uh, and a Giants fan, we know that both of ours are worse. Um, right. Anyway, it's time, I think, Matthew, for the trivia question. Ask us our trivia question, please. All right. Well, trivia question is uh, is based off of what we witnessed in the last seven days, and particularly uh, in the Chicago series. Uh, we hit a crap ton of home runs. Is that an official measurement? It or is. It, an it is an official. Ton? It's more than one and less than 20. Oh, crap ton. okay. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely uh, a crap ton. And, uh, and so the trivia question kind of relates to that. In 2021, the Giants hit a National League high 241 home runs. People might forget that. That was only like, you know, a couple of years ago. But we led the National League in home runs with 241. How many Giants players hit double-digit home runs that year? And bonus... How many are still on the team? Ten, zero. <laughs> those are both those are both fine guesses. Yes. <laughs> Impossible, right? Plausible. <laughs> With the roster turnover and churn that we've had. Could right, be. right. Right. Well, well, let me let me give you my thinking here, and I hope I'm wrong with ten because I just threw that out there. But it but because I don't know the answer to this one because I haven't looked. But here's my thinking around ten. Okay. It's double digits. <laughs> all right all right so I yeah. thought that's that's why you know it seems like it seems like that makes sense right it that, does it does the, the scientific you know uh that's where einstein, your brain went you heard double digits and you just created a double digit number that's right i, I took an einstein tile and i put it into the pattern or something i <laughs> read right. that in the news i read that in the news anyway uh and and then and and how many are still on the team is zero uh because obviously Obviously, yeah, because yeah, you know yeah, there's that, there's that, only like two people still on the team from two years ago. Because Farhan Zaidi, that's why. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, right. it. that's my answer. Ten and zero. Isn't it time for the booze, boys? Let's talk booze. Yes, let's do it. Yes, Bob, you are right. Yes, what would we do without you to <laughs> tell us what to do and when to do it? What are you drinking, Ben? Well, thank you for asking, Bob. That's very kind of you. I am drinking in celebration of opening weekend at home. I am drinking a old-fashioned inspired orange and black. And folks, if you drank the cocktail that I had last week, this one is just as good. I'm telling you. And if you haven't had either, then you got to go back and you got to listen to each Thursday show to get the recipe and listen to exactly my thought process for designing both of these cocktails. And then you got to drink them both because they're both really good. But anyway, what's in it? Uh, it is an ounce of rye whiskey, three quarters of an ounce of Mr. Black's coffee liqueur. It's not an orange and black if you're not using Mr. Black, folks. I'm sorry. No Kahlua here. Not today. Uh, half an ounce of orange liqueur of your choice. You know, Curacao, Cointreau, Grand Marnier, Triple Sec, whatever floats your boat. A quarter ounce of that. You add two ashes of orange bitters. You put that into a rocks glass with a big honking chunk of ice. You stir it until it's chilled. Um, and then you put an orange twist. You express the orange twist over the cocktail and you chuck it into the glass. And then you enjoy it. And you're welcome. Listen to our episode from last Thursday uh, to learn more about that cocktail. And that's what I'm drinking today, Bob. An orange and black. Mm. 
That's a tasty cocktail. So tasty. So tasty. It, yeah, it is. And I actually tried it. Uh, and it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great cocktail. So I highly mm-hmm. recommend it. What are you drinking, Matthew? Well, Bob, I, I am drinking a cocktail called the Scorpion Kick. And I am drinking this because a couple of weeks ago, I did a cocktail called the Switchblade, which had tequila, white creme de cacao, lime juice, and simple syrup as its, as its four main ingredients. Cacao. And, and I love saying cacao. And so I just thought I would uh, have another one. No, no. But what I did find was, and I think in that op- episode a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how maybe it would be a different cocktail if we swapped out the spirit, the main spirit, would in this case, tequila. And then I just happened to stumble across the next day this recipe for a scorpion kick. And it has two ounces of light rum, a half ounce of creme de cacao, one ounce of lime juice, and a quarter ounce of simple syrup and ten, ten mint leaves. And you throw all those in a cocktail shaker, shake them up with ice, and for 10 to 12 seconds, double strain them into a chilled coupe glass and garnish with a mint sprig. And it is a delightful, bright cocktail, uh, which uh, is is just as good as the one that I swole with the tequila. And there's the same ingredients, except uh, now we're adding mint. And uh, if you want to learn more about that, go back to uh, Thursday's uh, podcast, the Happy Hour podcast, and you can learn more about the Scorpion Kick. And do that's it. Do it. what I'm drinking. Do it. Do it. It's right below this one. Like, it's right below this one. Like, uh, go out of the screen that you're in now to listen to the Unless you're driving. Don't do that. Okay? But you could. And and then, you just one episode below. And you just click on it. And then, boom, we're in your ear holes again. But we're talking about these lovely cocktails. Yeah. And if you're not yeah. listening to them on Thursdays, then what are you doing? Come on. You have the whole weekend to listen to them and get your cocktail ingredients ready to drink with us on Monday. So That's right. You know, and we, right. we, you know, we, we purposely publish at 10 a.m. around there so that you can drink Get drunk early in the day if you want. You're welcome. That's when I, that's when I start drinking. <laughs> that's right. When you On got Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we should probably get into baseball. That's right. Uh, now, my trivia question was about mm. all the home runs that we've been hitting. Uh, and, uh, you know, after our opening weekend in in Yankee Stadium, we go to Chicago and all be the bats came alive. We hit like I, I lost count. We lost. We hit a lot of home runs in that, that game. That first game in Chicago. Seven. Seven. Seven home runs, uh, which was, uh, you know, the most we'd hit in a long time. I think in one game. So it was the most this season. <laughs> absolutely. It was the most by any team, actually. Uh, not just not just the Giants. That's true. We hold the record for 2023 most home runs in a single game. And uh, including we had a four run home run inning. Uh, the first time in Giants history that we hit two back to back home runs in the same inning. And uh, I'll say I was listening to it. Well, actually, I had it on my iPad off to the side uh, while I was doing work in my office. And that inning was really hard because I kept looking over and seeing another home run. And then I had to, like, go and watch the replay because I wasn't watching it live and I wanted to see it. So just uh, it made it it made it a lot harder to do my job when I was uh, listening to the Giants game that day because, you know, the four home runs in an inning doesn't happen every day. In fact, the, it doesn't happen in like 100 years. That's right. And that was the same for me as I was listening to the game on broadcast radio. 
because remember, I'm not watching the games because I'm still mad about the off season. Sure, Ben. Sure. But um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, but that was 15 home runs this week, Matthew, uh, which was a lot. It's not as many as the Tampa Bay Rays hit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're they're off to some kind of start. So you know. I mean, yeah, that's proof that we're li- we we are living in some sort of alternate reality. I mean, which is true because we're like living in you know if there's multiple realities, we're definitely an alternate one. But we're not the main one if the Tampa Bay Rays are this good. Well, this early in any season, I know I I don't know if we've talked about this, but next week we're changing the names to to Tampa Toddies. Tampa Toddies. That's yes. right. Uh, giant cocktails will be out the window. It'll be Tampa Toddies, <laughs> and welcome back to That's Tampa right. Toddies. And uh, we'll just talk uh, Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Not, not see out here. I'm, I'm aging yeah. myself. Tampa Bay Rays, and uh, you know, root for a winning team. I think that'll so, be fun. Yeah, but but anyway, the Giants had 15 home runs, which is very good, right? <laughs> that was the second most in the week. The Rays, and why am I doing the Rays? I don't know. It's fun. The Rays hit 32 home runs. So they had almost twice as many home runs as the Giants. Oh, Get out. Did they really have they 32? Had, they had 32 strikeouts. No, they had they had 20 home runs. They had 32 strikeouts, the Rays did. Half as many as the San Francisco Giants. So they're just, they're just underachievers then. That's, they are. Yeah. They are. The Giants led... Uh, well, no, they didn't lead all of baseball. The Giants hit 60... Sorry, had 61 strikeouts this week. Uh, which ties them only for fifth worst in the league. Uh, so they actually they actually have tightened things up since the opening series, right? I mean, because they had forty one strikeouts in that first weekend, right? So so they've actually in the next six games they've struck out a lot less. Um, but um, but still, like, what does that put them? Gosh, I got to look at the total stats now. That's just crazy. Is that real? Oh my. Well. I, I think you know what, what really I'll, is crazy is that this week, 38% of our outs were by strikeout. <laughs> and that just seems absurd. You know, uh, and, and and it would be one thing if we were facing guys that were just blowing by us and all that. But the Giants are like, it's it's getting ugly. I mean, they're chasing balls. Yeah. like And not... You know, we're used to seeing a Giants team much more disciplined than this that controls the strike zone, looks for their pitch, and they're swinging at things out of the strike zone so often that I just it just doesn't seem like the same team anymore and I'm wondering like what's the difference like why all of a sudden are we are we you know not as disciplined as we were and and the giant I mean the the opponents pitchers you know are are recognizing this and there's no reason for them to throw in the strike zone you know they're throwing a lot of uh, breaking balls out of the zone and the giants keep consistently chasing yeah i mean i this is not the 2021 giants right cuz the 2021 giants they struck out on balls in the strike zone just because they weren't good enough to hit, right? They just wouldn't swing <laughs> at them. I'm not going to swing at that, even though it's in the strike zone, because it's not hittable for me. Right. This team is not that team, right? And at first when I was watching these games, you know, like when you're you're a fan, you know, you know, we, we, we're grasping at straws. We're, we're trying to figure out why why is my team doing this? And, and then we're trying to figure out the secret, like as if as if we, the, the guys sitting in our closets, uh, if we can figure out the answer, then that means, you know, the team, the team will fix this. But and I thought, OK, well, they're, they're just swinging at crap low and away. Right. Um, or they're swinging over top of things that are, you know, down and in in the strike zone. Right. It, it, for some reason, I was just really thinking, OK, it's just all the low stuff. They're singing at the low stuff. But no, no, they're sing- swinging at the high stuff, too. It's just if it's just it's just everything. They're swinging at everything as if they know all this team can do is hit home runs, so they better they better get on it, right? 
and uh, they're swinging for the fences on everything, and it just... <sighs> Matthew, I did a little bit of math. It turns out 61 plus 41 is 102, and I thought, 102 strikeouts, that can't be how many they have. And that, no, they do. They have 102 strikeouts. They lead all of Major League Baseball with 102 strikeouts. They have Woo-hoo, gotten we better. We lead Major League Baseball. Woo-hoo, we lead something. <laughs> they have gotten better since... We're uh... number one. We're <laughs> number one. Yeah. So, uh, and all of that has gotten them, uh, I think, number two in home runs. Uh, nope, sorry, number three in home runs. They are in third place in home runs behind the Tampa Bay Rays and that team in L.A. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that sounds like doom and gloom, right? 102 strikeouts. They, you know, God, they, they, they either hit home runs or they don't. It's like, you know, they score like they're mercurial, just like you. But after all of that, Matthew, their run differential is plus five. Well, they're a 500 team, right? Like, yeah. I think if you do plus five runs over, you know, and you average that out over the course of the rest of the season, I think they'll finish 84 and 78. If you do the math. Uh-huh. <laughs> All, right. All right. Just like one of us predicted. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, it's still a prediction. Okay. I mean, you can't sit here and gloat, you know, s- nine games into the season. Uh, uh, but, uh, okay. Uh, then. Well, I guess the question is this, is this who they are? Like, is, is this the San Francisco giants for 2023? Like, are they going to strike out this much? Are they going to lead the league in strikeouts? You know, it pains me to say this. But strikeouts are one of, you know, it's easy to say it's early in the season and that things will work themselves out. And there are a lot of stats where that is true. Strikeouts are not one of them. Strikeouts are are usually, uh, the pattern is set pretty early on. And for us, for the Giants, that pattern is set. I I just, I don't see the Giants uh, improving in this aspect. And this is something that we didn't see. And we were doing our predictions before the season and looking at all the the, the stats. You know, the Giants have not been a team that has been strikeout prone. And so this is a little bit of a surprise to me. And, and I'm a little concerned. Uh, you, you know, on one hand, there's the old, there's the way of thinking of that an out is an out. And what does it matter the way you get an out? Right. As long as you're scoring runs and the Giants are doing that. Uh, but they're obviously, you, you know, they're, the home runs are coming in bunches and they're not consistently scoring runs. And, and that's where strikeouts become a problem uh, because you've got, when you've got runners in scoring position, particularly against tough pitching and, you know, a base hit will drive in a run uh, and we're striking out instead. It's uh, that becomes a problem and it has, and especially in those close games that we've lost. And so I, I, I'm worried. I'm a little worried about uh, the, the, the strikeouts and how this could uh, be a harbinger of things to come. Uh, a a hanniger of things to come? Yes. That, mm. well, at, well, so good point. Maybe that's the savior. Right. Maybe when Mitch Hanniger returns and people start, you know, people who aren't supposed to be playing are playing less. Uh, maybe, maybe that'll be um, right. you know, one of the, the, the solutions there. Well, let me throw a couple names at you that I are striking out prodigiously. Okay. That who were not on the team last year, so might account for some of this vast increase. Leading yeah. the San Francisco Giants with 14 strikeouts 
is your big, second biggest uh, free agent signing of the offseason, Michael Conforto. He has 14 strikeouts, uh, but he also has three home runs, nine hits, and a slugging percentage of 500 and an OBP of 372 because he has walked six times. Um, right. and, and his OPS and six of those 14 were... Six of those 14 were against the Yankees in the first opening. So he's had eight in the last week. Uh, so that's kind of the, the he's he has dialed it back a little bit over right, the last week. Right. And then uh, tied for second uh, and with not as many of the positives is uh, Rule 5 drafty Blake Sable. Um, I, I, I didn't know if I should bring that up just because I know how close the two of you are. And so I. Just, why, why you got to bring that up, Ben? Well, I just was trying to find people who were, you know, at, have striking out a lot on the team. Okay, but I but you you didn't mention Jock Peterson. You just go straight to Rule Five Drafty Blake Sable. Well, I, they were there was it was new guys. I mean, we know Jock. I mean, Jock strikes out. That's we we need that's that's Jock's thing. Like yeah, yeah, but he's like strikes out against nice strikeout against right-handers only, and he's not you know, and so you know why you got to why 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 you got to like bag on Blake Sable. Um. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, you're right. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't. I don't know yeah, what I was on, thinking. Man. Like, uh-huh. uh huh. You know, I guess. Farhan rule- and I really want Blake Sable to Rule Five Drafty Blake Sable to be the guy. Okay, and so <laughs> I'm. I'm a little sensitive to that, Ben. I'm a little sensitive to any criticism mm-hmm. of Rule Five Drafty Blake Sable mm-hmm. because you know he's doing the best he can. All right, like he was in Double A last year. Ben. No, no, right. no, 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 no. Please don't say he's doing the best he can. He's got he's got a good vibe. Ben. <laughs> he's got a good vibe. He's got a good vibe. Our starting catcher has definitely got a good vibe. He's a good story. <laughs> I will admit it. He's a good story. Hey, he and and Manea were the first uh, uh, Samoan battery in in Major League Baseball history. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, he made an excellent catch on on saturday uh yes avoiding like like bats and like weights and things i don't in think the he avoided circle. them like i know i don't think he avoided yeah, he them tripped he just over tripped them. over he stumbled them. through them yeah and then yeah. he made that dive and his glasses flew apart and you know what he's so likable the umpire came running in picked up his glasses and immediately fixed them for him you know that's, i mean that's how likable this kid is like even the yes. umpires want him to do well exactly so why are you bagging on him uh because he sucks <laughs> Because that's what I do. I keep it real, Matthew. That's my job on the show. You live in La La Land. You live up there with your head in the clouds. And what I do is keep it real. Oh, okay, and- keep it real. But here's something else that's real. He's also mm-hmm. the best hitting catcher we have on the team. So, <laughs> well, so that's- st- take that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Austin Wins hit 259 last year. I'll help you know. <laughs> Okay. Okay, and and you know, but he got out, released, and then nobody claimed him, and they signed him back to to AAA. So, uh, what does that say? I think this is a good segue into our second segment of the show, where we talk about the catcher position and what a hot mess it is. Yeah, yeah, I've I've never known, I've never thought more about catcher in my life actually <laughs> than I well, have uh, in the last the last week. Yeah. Uh, so 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 this was the big battle of spring. Right. Like this was the show. This was the the position that we were like, you know, uh, wow. You know, they they came in, they told Joey Bart 
just what they think about him, probably for like the sixth or seventh time in his yeah. name. You know, yeah. Farhan and Capo are like, we don't like you. Um, we wish you were somebody else. We wish yep. we had somebody better. Um, you're not guaranteed to have this job. We're going to bring this kid in who can't catch. Um, and he's probably going to take your job from you. That's how they started. And so this was the big battle. They also have brought in Perez. Apparently, they were also trying to get Gary Sanchez. But Gary was holding out for a major league contract. And so that was the big battle of spring. And then, boom, okay, Blake Sobel makes the team as an outfielder because Hanniger and Slater are hurt. And Perez is your starting defensive catcher. And Bart was your left-handed, your, sorry, your, uh, I guess your backup catcher. I mean, it wasn't really clear how they were planning on doing that. But Bart got hurt. And now Perez got hurt. Apparently injuring a thing that he's injured twice before in his career. Yes. His right shoulder. And uh, and then and then I was thinking, oh man, that looks like a bad injury. When I saw it happen, I was like, ooh, that looks like an IL injury. But I was like, is it a, you know, is this an is this a sixty day injury? Because if it wasn't a sixty day injury, things would have gotten really interesting. Oh right, because there was no forty man space uh, for for Wins, who was That's our right. only only major league ready catcher uh, out there uh, that was on the th- on the on AAA roster to 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 come back up. So they had to clear a space for him if Perez wasn't uh, outright put on the sixty day. Because once you get right. put on the sixty day, you get removed from the forty man roster. Right, and it turns out his injury, which was like a strained rotator cuff, um, and. Uh, uh yeah, so so now he's on the sixty day uh, IL. So Austin Wins comes up, but it really feels like I mean you know the Austin Wins did start today, um, but then Sable came in uh, as a pinch hitter in a very <laughs> that I don't know. Oh, I don't know how Gabe Kapler doesn't get thrown out in that. I mean I just want to stop and talk about what happened in today's game. Um, the pitching coach or manager, sorry, for the Royals call made a call to the bullpen by raising his arm in the air. And right. and so Kapler was like, okay, that guy's coming in, and then uh, and then they changed their mind around who was going to come in, and I don't, I didn't fully understood what happened, but it, it it ended up happening that the guy that Kapler thought was coming in wasn't the guy, and so he said, okay, Sable's hitting, and they announced Sable, and then Sable ended up facing a lefty, which is not what we wanted. Um, if I'm Gabe Kapler, I'm getting thrown out in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, I think you need to make it clear that they screwed up. Yeah. And that you're not going to take their crap. Yeah, and And I probably would have had one of my pitchers put one in a Kansas City Royals ear in the next batter (laughs) also. You know, just to make it clear to those guys what I thought about them. That's right. Um, Have Tyler Rogers just lob one of those (laughs) 30-mile-per-hour pitches into a rib. Yeah. (laughs) It was Taylor, Matthew. Taylor pitched the eighth. (laughs) Okay. Oh, no, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. Taylor pitched the top of the eighth, and this happened in the... In the bottom of the eighth, I don't really remember. I do. Remember but anyway, the, I think the, you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been Tyler. It would have been Tyler. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah, but the, yeah. I was just joking. But the, you know, the 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 complicated things was that the pitcher was injured from the Royals, right? Yeah. So it looked like he was leaving due to injury. Then he came out of the dugout and came back onto the field and pitched warm up pitches, at which so I didn't see like from the writers what the explanation was after this the because I was driving, was but oh, yeah. it was bizarre. I was listening to it on and John Miller was just like 
confused as heck. Like he had well, no idea uh, what yeah. was going on. I mean, I yeah, I maybe they'll figure out more by tomorrow, but that was the weirdest thing I'd seen. But anyway, the point is when something like is that weird and then you end up on the wrong side of it, you burn the stadium down, Gabe. You burn it down. Anyway. So right. let's get back. Pick but, up but, third but, base, throw it. You that's know, right. That kind of yeah. stuff. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I mean, don't really burn the stadium down. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice to do. Yeah, but other than that, burn it down. But anyway, back to catcher and the hot mess that that is. Um, yeah, so so now so now here we are. Sable is our starting catcher. Austin wins as our backup. Or, I mean, I guess it's clearly a lefty-righty thing, but that's how it feels, right? Blake yeah. Sable. And and let me quickly, I know that I announced that he had 11 strikeouts. Let me just quickly go over the rest of his stats, Matthew. He's hitting 185 with an on-base percentage of 267 with his one walk in 28 plate appearances. Uh, his slugging percentage is 296 and his OPS is 563. All of which is to say he's not doing the one thing that he's supposed to be doing, which is hitting the ball. Right? Right. On top of that, he's not a catcher, and it shows. Well, that's the part that really, because I think that, you know, the hitting, I think he has proven at every level that he can hit, and I feel like the hitting will come. But boy, it's hard to defend my boy when he's, like, got some kind of catching deficiency every game. It's every game. Every and today game. was a catcher's interference at the in the ninth inning. You put the tying run at the plate because all of a sudden, with two strikes no less, yeah. he gets a catcher's interference call against him. Uh, that could have been disastrous, On a especially pitch, when you right got Tyler Rogers closing, who's just you know lobbing it in there. Like so, I just you know, <laughs> luckily you know when luckily I, I I mean as soon as I I learned that Tyler Rogers was closing, I was preparing to lose this game. And then when when Rule Five Drafty Blake Sable put a runner on first, I was like, well, here it is. He's just gonna. This just is it. And yep. then, but then, you know, but then, you know, he got the ground ball, double play, and it was yeah. it was good. It was good. Yeah, Ty- Tyler Tyler does what he does because he's got he's got uh, ice water in his veins. He he shut it down. Yeah, yeah. He shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so vibes, now he, here here we are. Here we are now. Austin wins and Blake Sable are your catchers. Uh, the good news is Joey Bart has start a rehab assignment, but but. Farhan Zaidi and Gabe Kapler hate Joey Bart. I, I they do. They hate him. They don't want him on the team. Like he's like their last choice always. So, right. so well, Joey, Joey Bart has an option. He will be optioned to AAA, and Gary Sanchez will be brought up. But and Gary Sanchez, you know, signed what a week ago. Yeah, and uh, he has a clause in his contract that if he's not on the roster by May first, then he can be released. Yeah, uh, so this is the time. Gary Sanchez is going to get some reps, and then he's going to be brought up. Uh, and and I got to feel, and I don't know what Hanniger and Slater's timeline is, but I feel like there's all these converging like players. That are going to squeeze my boy Rule Five Drafty Blake Sable off the roster. Yeah, I and think Blake's. I mean, Blake probably had a month. He had a month to put it all together, which means he's still got two weeks. But he's got to start hitting the right. ball. Well, and he'll be catching more now. So maybe, maybe, maybe if he improves and starts to hit, he'll he'll make their decision harder. Right. Uh, and and, uh, and maybe it's the- wins. Maybe it wins. But then wins is going to get outrighted, and with the risk of losing him. 
And then, uh, the, but then you got Joey Bart, I guess, starting in AAA. And don't forget Patrick Bailey. And and because and the reason I say that is because both Farhan Zaidi and Gabe Kapler said in spring training that they expect to see Patrick Bailey playing in the majors this year. Wow! And they said that, and they didn't know like, all this stuff was going to happen. But I also they know what they thought of Joey Bart. And for those to, for them to say those kind of things feels like if Patrick Bailey, who won a Gold Glove in Double A last year. Uh, is even serviceable. I don't even know where he's starting. I assume he's in AAA right now, but I don't. I don't know. Uh, it, you know, he could be the guy by midseason as the guy that's that's replaces everyone. Wow, and I think. I mean, I think that's probably where this all plays. Yeah, I mean, that's the end game, right? I think you're right. I think Patrick Bailey ends up on the major league roster, and. They probably want him with a veteran like Wins or Perez, who after 60 days will be back. We we think we, you know, I guess we hope. I mean, we don't really know. You and I don't really know. We don't know what to hope for. Um, or maybe Gary Sanchez. Right. All of these guys are veteran guys. Yeah. And uh, and it's probably not Joey Bart. I, I, I think the thing that really bothers me about this is just it just really feels like the Giants are desperately trying to catch lightning in a bottle at the catcher position in terms of hitting and they just don't give a darn about the ability to catch and i i i just really like it just really like does catching not matter the 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 defensive art of catching just doesn't matter at all that you could just put an outfielder back there who's never played at the major league level and just and that's fine that's good enough ben Ben, this is the same team that put your main Mercedes in left field last year. Okay, this is, you know, Jock Peterson's playing first base. I mean, they don't care. Why are you surprised about this? Like, you're, uh, you're saying this, like, is this, like, incredulous? Like, at this point, dude, just resign yourself. They don't care about defense, and they keep saying that they do, but then their actions prove otherwise. Yeah, no, and they so don't. You're right. They you're don't right. care. You're right. They don't care. They don't care about defense. And you know what? Giants fans dig the long ball. So, you know, let's just let's just let it rip, man. Sure. sure. And and this is weird because I've been following the Giants for a long time. I can't recall a season where I could name five different Giants catchers. Like I just <laughs> like And it's nine days in. <laughs> we're nine days in, and I can name five Giants catchers. Like I and then there's your boy uh what was his name? Gastui or no? Um Adrian Sugasti. Sagasti. That's right. That's right. You know, he's somewhere like in rookie ball or a ball or something. But who knows? We could see him. We could. We could. You know, by by the end of the year. So, yeah, I just think the revolving door of catchers is going to continue. And uh, and you know what would be really funny though is if Rule Five Drafty Blake Sable survives it all. If it's just like every he is the crux and everything kind of revolves around him, uh, and they keep him on the roster all season, and then and then next year they release him. Because <laughs> that would be like a Farhan move, right? 
I think there's a really good chance that that's going to happen. I, I I think, you know, like a lot of the outfielders will get hurt. They'll teach him how to play first base at some point in time. And so he'll have some time at first base. He'll play shortstop at some time. He'll, you know, they'll think <laughs> they'll put him in the on the pitching staff and he'll carry him as one of their 12 pitchers. They'll do whatever it takes. Uh, I think there's a good chance that we will see Blake Stable, mainly because I think Farhan is so stubborn and he's just like, I got to prove that I was right about this guy. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, Can I just, I, I underestimated myself. I said five catchers is six, six <laughs> catchers. And, uh, and we're nine games in to, you know, just, just crazy. Just crazy. Uh, all right, Matthew, we're getting into the second uh, half of the show here. And, uh, I thought, I thought it would be a good idea, uh, you know, since this is the second show of the season for us to do second impressions to talk about things that we've noticed or, or things that are, are going on uh, that are noteworthy, uh, you know, in the season so far, you know, because last week we did uh, first impressions. So this week it's second mm. impressions. Does that mean uh, by the, the 30th week we'll be doing 30th impressions? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It's our folks, podcast. We do whatever we want. That's right. And folks, you got to listen to the 30th episode of the season and to, to see if we do that. <laughs> Anyway, welcome to 30th impressions. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Second impressions, Matthew. What is one of your second impressions of the season that's so good, far? That's a good question. I mean, there are a lot of second impressions, and you, know, you go into the season thinking one thing, and certainly me, Mr. Optimist, you know, hoping for the best. Uh, so, where does my mind go? My, the first thing you, when you ask me this, is Brandon Crawford. Um, Brandon Crawford. Uh, just looks overmatched. He looks, I don't want to say it, he looks old. As and, old men, we know what old looks like. And, yeah. um, and, and, and on the broadcast, you know, they, because he makes, you know, one great play, you know, maybe every other day. Like he makes a really, today he made a really good play, you know, charging a ball that was slow hit. And, you know, and that's vintage Crawford. But overall, I mean, he's he's hitting what like a buck something. I mean, and uh, he's hitting one seventy nine uh, with a two fifty eight on base. Just um, yeah, and and eight strikeouts in twenty eight at bats. Just looks overmatched. And 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 what's what's what scares me about that is that you know we've been talking about this since day one that we don't have a lot of depth right now at the middle infield position and we're relying on this guy and unfortunately he's just not able to produce and and part of me wants to say it's only nine games uh and that is certainly true there is a chance that he could you know kind of turn this around but in the first nine games you asked me for my second impression my second impression is that he doesn't look good agreed uh, and unfortunately, that's as you mentioned, it's not just at the plate. It's also on defense. Um, defense is especially when it comes to range, your ability to get to certain balls and make certain plays. You don't really see that when you watch the game. You see him dive and make a spectacular play, but he might be diving for a ball that a better shortstop would just make look like a routine play. So it looks like a great play, yeah. but it's really just an average play. Um there's a couple of stats that I want to point out. His defensive war so far this year is 0.3. Um, that's a point negative three, sorry, negative 0.3, which is really bad. 
Um, and then there's another stat called defensive runs saved. That's the number of runs that he has allowed with the quality of his defense. Average or would be zero. He's at negative three, meaning he's allowed three runs that an average uh, shortstop would have not allowed. Um, yeah, Brandon Crawford is not looking good. Agreed. Um, what about you? What's your about, second impression? My ben? second impression is that, I mean, this looks like the 2023 Giants. I mean, I, I think they should probably be five and four instead of four and five. But I think this is the team. They're going to hit a lot of home runs. They're going to strike out a lot. They're going to play kind of not great defense. Uh, you may not notice it a lot. Um, the brand of baseball is going to be pretty boring because it's going to be clunky defense and it's going to be lots of home runs and lots of strikeouts. But I think this team is an 84-win team. And, hey, they catch lightning in a bottle. They could do 87, 88 wins, and they could sneak in for that third wild card spot. So I think this is a competitive, although not necessarily exciting team to watch, unless you really like home runs and strikeouts. So that's my second well impression. Okay, I mean, I'll, I agree with you on that. I think I, I, they're ex, it's exciting when they hit hit home runs, right? And uh, and so they're right now they're doing that like every other day, and so every other day could be a fun, exciting uh, game to watch. Uh, then there's games where they just struggle, and uh, so yeah, I think that you're you're absolutely right in that they could this could be that team. I think they just need to stick around. 500 for as long as they can uh, because one good week, you know, one good stretch of, you know, winning a couple of series and sweeping a couple of series, all of a sudden you're six or seven games above 500, uh, you know, one little hot streak. And all of a sudden you're nearing, you know, that 88 win kind of, you know, uh, realm. And so, you know, I originally said 90 wins after seeing them so far, I'm a little nervous about that number but i again i think as long as they stick near 500 they could go on a little streak they could play the rockies and the you know and whoever you know and and suddenly look great uh and so yeah i i feel like this is the team and we will see how that plays out over the year but uh you know i don't think they're going to lose a bunch of games uh and have the potential to get hot and maybe ring off a few to to kind of sneak into that wild card spot for sure all right well uh i'm sure we could keep going on that but we are getting do, do you want to do a couple more do you, do you want to finish totally, it yeah, we all, got, right. We got time. all right all right all right give me a couple more all right well second impression uh, another one uh, go with Tyro Estrada. Uh, MVP. Yeah. MVP. And and Tyro, you know, defensively, I you know, I haven't looked specifically at his numbers and all those whatever you call defensive runs, you know, given up or I'll saved pull up or whatever. You. I'll pull him up for uh, you. you. But you wax offensively, offensively, I'll take it. You know, I mean, the guy's hitting 364 with a 400 on base, and and just uh, has even you know he took a day off because he got a I think he took a ball to the calf or something like that and all that. But just in the last seven days, he's hitting 381 with a 435 on base and a 619 op uh, slugging. Right, so just. Uh, really good baseball, and um, it's I, I can't imagine where we would be without Tyro Estrada, and uh, he is right now the glue uh, that I think has been the consistent one since the beginning of the season, 
And I feel like, you know, I know we talked about him early on. I think he's going to be uh, the the MVP of the season this year for for the Giants, and and uh, that has. Um, not changed uh, since I've since since we since the opening day. Absolutely agree. I I don't think that has changed too. And I do think the dark horse JD Davis is going to put a little pre- a lot of pressure on him. Uh, but I think this is Tyro's infield um, and maybe Tyro's team by this by the end of the season. Um, but in terms of defense, uh, as long as he's playing second base, he's actually has a positive uh, defensive run saved. He's got one run saved so far at second base. He's got a negative one at shortstop, and he has not played there much. So let's mm-hmm. keep him at second base. Uh, do not think he's the answer at shortstop. I mean, although, I mean, maybe he's better than Crawford. I don't know. But his defensive war is also zero. So that means he's he's doing what you need him to do on defense while providing a lot of positive um, stuff on offense. Uh, his total war right now is 0.5, and we're only nine games into the season. That's a big number. That's yeah. a big number. I feel like I mean you you hit it right there. I think you know we don't need any of our defensive players to be stars, but they just need to be average. And uh, and so when you see Crawford at negative four, it even a run saved. I mean that's that's um, that's telling. Uh, and so yeah, I, I think those are that that thing could be. Yeah. It could get ugly, um, you know, yeah. real fast. But uh, okay, and and so what about you? Any other uh, sec- uh, second impressions? Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the two of our free agent signings. Um, Okay. You know, I wasn't super psyched about our free agents, mainly because they weren't guys I really wanted. Right. I, I did say that I thought I, I thought highly of the Hanniger and Conforto signings because I thought they were good, smart signings. Uh, uh, so far, I mean, Hanniger obviously being hurt. That's not great. But Michael Conforto has been exactly, I think, what we we wanted. Um, I don't know if that's what we expected, but he he is he's bringing it. Right. And he's well, doing he, exactly yeah. what we wanted him to do. And he had the clutch uh, hit today to win the game. I mean, yeah. monster shot. Yeah. Uh, and, and we talked about it. he's got the 14 strikeouts, but he has slowed down a little bit. But as long as he keeps hitting them bombs. Right. Uh, then, uh, you know, I think he's doing exactly what he was brought here to do and what we expected him to do. And, um, you know, his 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 defensive war so far this season, not not great. Um, but. You know, his offense is, I think, coming on. And, uh, yeah, so far, so good. Um, you know, I mean, well, yeah, that's so that's Conforto. I'm 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 slightly positive on Conforto. I'm strongly negative on Ross Stripling. Um, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I don't know. You know, when Jock came on last year, Matthew, remember, he had a certain stank on him. And uh, he had to do, he had to hit, like, I, I said that he had to hit a certain number of home runs to get that stank off. Yeah. Ross Stripling is, like, doing the opposite. He, like, came in with that Dodger stank, and now he he's just, like, he's, like, working like he's a secret agent for the Dodgers. Like, what can I do to to make the Giants suck? And uh, and it's and it's kind of like he's like one of these like if he's some sort of like double agent he's a bad one because he wasn't good enough to get himself on the Padres where he could really make a difference, um, you know it's just uh, I, I we need more we need more out of Ross Stripling, that's my my second impression 
Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think there are some pitchers that uh, haven't lived up to our expectations. I think uh, on the flip side, Anthony or Tony, as he likes to be called, Tony DiSclefani, uh, pitch has pitched wonderfully well in his uh, first two starts. Uh, but Ross Stripling, man, I mean, uh, 10.80 ERA. 10 hits in six and two thirds innings. Yeah, it's been it's been ugly. We've got some some issues that hopefully that that starting pitching depth that we talked about at the beginning uh, will help help alleviate. And, you know, it is early and, you know, maybe they figure it out. But, yeah, right now, Ross Stripling does not look like the coveted free agent uh, signing that we no, thought he was going to that be. that home run that he gave up to Salvi. Um, Blake Stable was like standing like he was like standing up he had his hands over his head he was like throw it way high ross throw it way up here way up here okay that's not entirely true but he had the he had his glove at the top of the strike zone right yeah yeah and stripling just puts it right down in the bottom of the strike zone right where salvi likes it and just a big old fat hit me out of the park and he's like okay i will i come on bro come on <laughs> Oh, it happens, yeah. And and I, he's he's got to stop that. I mean, it's just it's been ugly. It was ugly. And and yeah, two two appearances in a row where he has been, um, been been rocked. And so hopefully we can we can see something different. I do want to say I know we're kind of getting close. I do want to say you mentioned JD Davis, uh, as as a dark horse candidate. And my second impression on him is that I think he needs to play more, and they need to kind of find spots for him. <sighs> Uh, I know it's hard because you've got all these right-handed, like middle corner infielders, uh, and he doesn't. They don't want to put him in the outfield. But man, uh, he's been playing really well so far, and I'd like to see more. Why of don't him, they want to put sure. him in the outfield? I mean, why not? They they do everything else stupid and ridiculous when it comes to defense. <laughs> I think I think they, I agree. They should put him wherever. I mean, yeah. maybe we should put him at shortstop. Yeah, or catcher for that matter. Yeah, or catcher. I think he probably they said on TV that he might be the emergency catcher. He doesn't look like it. Their their reasoning was Kruko and Kipe said the reasoning was he looks like a catcher. <laughs> well, and I think that's fa- probably true. You know, yeah, 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 he's got the vibe. Well, the funny thing is that Sable doesn't right, and uh, yet he's back there. So yeah, um, well, all right. I I agree. J D Davis has got to play more. Um, but the thing is, is like the play. Yeah, you're right. The positions that he would play, he's just taking out somebody else who doesn't necessarily deserve to sit. Um, yeah, I I would like to see more J D Davis uh, at the plate. Um, but uh, but I agree in terms of overall second impressions. I I think the biggest ones are. Um, you know, I I think the Giants are who we thought they were. So I I, I don't think they're they're going to be catastrophically bad. Um, and then yeah, we might be seeing the end of Brandon Crawford and um. That's going to be hard to watch. Yeah. 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 All, All right. right. Well, I think it's time for the answer to our trivia question. That's right. 10 and 0. 10 and 0, baby. 10 and 0. All right. 10 and 0. If you recall, the question was, in 2021, the Giants hit a National League high 241 home runs. How many Giants players hit double-digit home runs that year? Bonus, how many are still on the team? Now, you were not far off, Ben. In fact, you were right on. On the first one, how many? Woot. Ten. Ten players hit double-digit home runs. Because they it's were double po- digits. That's right. They were Posey with 18, Belt with 29, Longoria with 13, Crawford with 24, Yaz with 25, Alex Dickerson with 13, Dickerson. Ah. 
Uh, Slater with 12, Flores with 18, Darren Ruff with 16, who got recently re-signed to the Giants, and Lamont Wade Jr. with 18. That is 10 players. How many of those 10 are still on the team, Ben? Five of them are on the active roster, one of them is on the IL, and one of them just signed a minor league contract and is in Sacramento. Welcome back, Darren Ruff, Austin wins rough is coming we're putting the band back together it's 2022 all over again anyone somebody find alex dickerson oh that's (laughs) yeah no it's more like 2022 (laughs) all over again yeah and and have you seen brandon belt's numbers in toronto oh i don't want to look I don't want to look. Oh, yeah don't don't look it's it's ugly on the other hand jason vossler and matt duffy doing great Yes, doing great. Former Giants doing good. We always like to see it, except when they're playing us. All right. Well, uh, so looking ahead, next week we got a couple of new cocktails that we're bringing out. I am bringing the Fernet Sour. We're going to roll out the Fernet Branca, and uh, there's a baseball reason behind that, and you can hear more about that on Thursday's episode. Ben, what are you bringing next week? Nothing with Fernet Branca in it. Well, you're lost then. I am drinking a Vesper Martini. Oh, highbrow now, going all oh, highbrow yeah. on That's us. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, bring your uh, bring your gin and your vodka. Oh, all but, right. Get a but, little strong. I like it. But leave the vermouth at home. Yes, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. All right, and then as far as looking ahead, we we got the evil. Empire visiting us for only one of two times this year. Right. And the second Not, time. And then, yeah, we won't see them again until the last three games of the season. Yep. The evil I'm Dodgers. Sorry, I'm talking about the Dodgers, right. And uh, the Dodgers have lost three in a row coming into today's game. Oh, so Monday's sad. Game. I know. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Uh, and they are only, what, a game ahead of the Giants in the standings right now. So half let's put some... Half a game. Half a game. Yeah. Even better. Let's put the beat down on the Dodgers. And uh, this will also, the games against the Dodgers, will be our first night games of the season. Every single game that we've played so far this year has been a day game. Uh, so maybe that'll turn things around a little bit, too. Maybe that's why they're striking out so much. Maybe, yeah. It's can't, the that, day that games. Sun. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they don't get enough sleep. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and then after the Dodgers, hopefully we can uh, show have a good showing against the Dodgers because then we bring the god awful Detroit Tigers into uh, into Oracle. No, nope. and we we better we better beat up on the Tigers because if we don't, that's a bad sign. It is a bad sign. We better beat up on them, but we're beating up on them in Detroit. Oh, is it? I assume we're at home. All right, it's yeah. at. Oh, I see. You have the little at sign and everything. I didn't even didn't even notice. That. Yeah, that's All why right. I put yes. the at sign there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm a little slow and a little drunk. So sue me. <laughs> All right, so so the scorpion kick. Folks. That's right. I highly recommend it. Uh, make it a double, folks. Make it a double. Anyway, we are coming to the end of our of our episode here, uh, folks. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Giant Cocktails Mastodon as well. Uh, someday we'll we'll be on TikTok, but unless it uh, ben gets is, banned, I heard like I yeah. That's true. It's yes, crazy. Uh, you know, it's crazy. Apparently, you know, like the, I mean, our, the, the our, Chinese are spying on me on TikTok. Oh, or they can't, yes, they're they're uh, they're 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 using my their TikTok to get into our Wi-Fi, according to some of the uh, 
the well, that, the experts on on Capitol Hill. That doesn't. Uh, that's not how yeah. that. Well, that's, that's not how that works. No, yeah, but uh, no. that's 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 what our that's what those 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 crazy congressmen were asking. You know, the TikTok CEO. Anyway, that's another episode. That's another probably just show. another, that's uh, another show. show. Yeah. But uh, not not here. We don't really care about that. We'll be on TikTok at one point. Ben will be doing his dances. You'll see. Uh, definitely give us a a review. If, you know, we keep asking this every week. Just hit the stop button right now. Don't, we're not going to say anything meaningful after this. Go over to the Apple thing and leave us a five-star review and a nice comment. That would just make our day. Um, it would uh, make my mom feel good, I think, too. So, um, you know, that's I'm just not, appealing. That's, that's not a reason to do it. That's not, not a reason to do it. It. Okay, would make, right. it would make us feel good, and that it is a reason. It would make me feel really good, yeah, because you know I need a little validation in Matthew my life. Needs so a lot just of validation. go ahead and 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 do that. That would be great. Um, and after you've done that, uh, come back on Thursday and see our next episode of Happy Hour. And uh, then and then your assignment after the Happy Hour is to get all the ingredients and to get drunk with us again next week. You're giving people so, lots of uh, work to do, lots of homework. I, well, th- we're an interactive podcast, Ben. Oh. That's the fun part. Get drunk with us, man. <laughs> right. You know, that's, it's yeah. not, you know, I'm sure you want to listen to us and it's great, but it'd be even better if you drank the cocktails with us. This that's is like, I think the first time on the show ever where you're more drunk than I am. Yeah, that's yeah. probably true. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. But I agree. Like I'm going to keep doing this. Drink with us. <laughs> drink with us, folks. Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, until next week, uh, it was good chatting with you, Ben. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll do this again next week. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time. Bottoms up.